I talk to so many moms who say, Brooke, I want to pray for my kids. I just don't know how to start. That's exactly why I wrote my digital resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children. It's your how-to guide, giving you a very short, simple, step-by-step process for how I first started praying God's Word. Download it right away, and I'm not joking, you'll be praying God's Word by this afternoon. All you need is a Bible, a notebook, and a pencil, or your phone, if you prefer, somewhere to create a short list. You can find that freebie in today's show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Million Praying Moms podcast. My name is Brooke McLaughlin, and we are here to make prayer the first and best response to the challenges of parenting, a partnership between you and the God who loves your children more than you do. Together, we're learning to pray God's word for our children in the areas they need it most. Now, we've covered a lot of ground in our study of the blended family this season, and I hope you're encouraged and equipped and ready not only to fight for your own family, but to minister to those around you who are working hard to honor God and take good care of their blended families. The only perspective I could think of that we haven't yet considered is that of the children themselves. In today's episode, I want to pull back the veil and get into our children's hearts and minds, taking the time to understand their needs from their perspective. And to do this, I've invited my friend Connie Albers to share her story. Connie is a leading author, podcaster, and speaker dedicated to equipping parents and supporting moms. With her book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, and her podcast, Equipped to Be, she provides biblical parenting strategies for today's families. Connie is a trusted voice on balancing life's demands. With 39 years of marriage and five adult children and two grandbabies, Connie's expertise is rooted in truth. 
and seasoned with her personal experience. I can't wait for you to get to know her today as she shares the story of being a child when her own family of origin blended. Remember to pick up your prayer guide to accompany this season, praying God's word for your blended family. In it, you'll find biblical teaching on the heart of the blended family and scripture-inspired prayers for your family to trust in the Lord to provide all of your needs, to wait on the Lord, to give you His best, to develop strong and lasting relationships, overcome pain and brokenness from losses, and to walk into your future confidently trusting in God's plan. Download your copy now when you visit today's show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. After a word from our sponsors, we'll dive into this important conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Well, Connie, welcome back to the show. You've been with us, goodness, at least one or two times on the Million Praying Moms podcast, and you're a welcome guest. It has been a little while since you were here, though, so maybe refresh everybody's memory and tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry and just help us get to know you. Oh, Brooke, it is delightful to be back with you. It has been a while. I am a mother of five. My kids grew up, as they all do at some time, and three are married. I have two new little grandbabies, two little grandboys, and they are a delight that I am thoroughly enjoying. And so we are just enjoying this new season of life. I love the ministry that you're doing. I have a podcast, which you know, called Equipped to Be. I am the author of Parenting Beyond the Rules, Raising Teens with Confidence and Joy. And so God has just allowed me to be able to extend the hand and say, hey, this may be something for you to consider. So I love what I am able to do. And I'm delighted to be with you today. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Now, we have been talking about the blended family all month long on the podcast. So we've talked about it from lots of different perspectives. We've talked about, you know, kind of an overview. We've we've talked about sibling relationships. We've talked a little bit about co-parenting, just tried to come at it from every angle. And specifically today, I want to talk about the challenges that the children face when two families are blending together, either after the death of a spouse or after a divorce. And so I thought maybe it would be a great place to start for you to tell us a little bit about your blended family experience. Maybe just give us your story. You know, Brooke, it's really interesting because I was young when my parents married. I was just like four years old. And when my stepfather, which actually ended up 
adopting me. I remember that I was four years old. We walked into the judge's chambers and we had to stand before and the judge had to ask me to raise my right hand, which I quickly raised my left hand. (laughs) And they all laughed at me. And Brooke, I remember that. I remember my hair was pulled back with the bangs pulled back. And I had this little turtleneck shirt on and I was all excited. And they kind of giggled. And the judge goes, your other right hand. And I remember that. And so we had to put our hand on the Bible and also say that my brother and I did want him to be our dad. But with that, Brooke, came not this vision that I had of, oh, I get a dad, I'm going to have a dad, was he had a daughter and that his daughter, my stepsister, would come to visit us. And I was young and I wasn't really ever prepared for it. She would show up and they would lavish shopping sprees and time and attention and going on all these fun activities. And as a child, I was thinking, I don't get that. You don't lavish me with all that stuff. And I am little, I'm just a little girl, but I could notice that there was a difference in treatment. I noticed the difference in the affection my dad would give his daughter and when she was around. And you know, what didn't help Brooke was that my parents never really explained that she was only here for a few weeks or here for the summer. And not that they wanted to make up for lost time, but they wanted to show her that they loved her. And, you know, years and years of kind of looking back on this, it was sad because I ended up a little resentful to my dad, a little mad at my mother and a little resentful for her. I wanted a sister but I never was given that opportunity to have that because it was in short little spurts and and things like that. And when you asked me to talk about this, it immediately kind of took me back to all those summers when she would show up and how I had to navigate that on my own. And it made me start thinking, you know, kids, when they're young like that, we need to understand as parents, our kids, our children can get jealous and not scold them, not berate them. And my parents didn't do that to me, but they also were like oblivious to it at the same time. But we need to be careful that we recognize and identify what emotions might be stirring in our kids' hearts and minds. And that is jealousy, envy, resentment, resentment to the child who is intruded on your home and toward your parents because they're being so loving and kind. There's nothing wrong with that. But I encourage parents, Brooke, step back and look through the eyes of that child. And there's many different ways. You know, I was young. If you have a blended family and your children are middle school age, well, we have to consider some very important factors. As a young child, simple answers, Brooke, are all it takes. They're only here for a few weeks. We want to love on them because they're also part of our family. Simple answers. When you hit middle school age, which my stepsister, you know, was part of our family for a while, your middle schoolers process things differently than young children. You know, they're going through their own hormonal changes. They're going through chemical changes in the brain. They compare more just the DNA of a middle school child. There's a lot happening So the conversation that parents need to have with a middle school child when there's a blended family needs to really be intentional to sit and listen and give them the space to voice all the big feelings, all the little hidden anger or resentment, maybe loss for what they don't have. 
and walk them through that and constantly let them know you understand. Sometimes I say affirm them. Affirm them means I hear what you're saying. I understand. We can't affirm bad behavior. So if they're mean or angry or they do cruel activities, you know, sometimes they'll pull pranks on a stepsister or brother and that's not okay. So we don't affirm them in acting up or acting out, but we do want to affirm that the feelings, they are real and let's work through them because this key phrase is always helpful. We're a family and we're coming together and we're going to learn how to do life together. Mom and dad, you know, we don't exactly know how to navigate this, but we're learning. So will you be patient with us? Will you talk to us and make sure that if you have emotions or negative feelings, or maybe you don't feel like we love you, or maybe we're coming down a little harder on you because we expect more of you. Those conversations go a long way in making sure that our kids don't develop feelings of bitterness, resentment, ill will, that we do try to foster one, a relationship between the sibling, the new brother or sister that have entered the family, and that our kids don't develop resentment towards us. Does that make sense, Brooke? It does. It absolutely does. What I'm hearing you say, I think is very important. One is that there are lots of big emotions that can happen. And depending on the age of the child, he or she may not know what to do with them or how to even process them. So we have to pay attention to things like their season of development, how old they are, you know, what's going on in their ability to process what's happening in their world. And then also I'm hearing you say that we can't ignore it. You said that we can't just ignore it and hope for the best. You said that you felt like you were alone sometimes, that you didn't have a good explanation of why things were happening. And that's exactly what we want to avoid. We'd want our children to feel like they're a part of the family, not like they're just living in a house alone and things are just happening to them. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Oh, absolutely. That's a great way to phrase it. And that kind of happens, Brooke, by managing our expectations. So many books talk about managing your expectations and listening and being careful of what we say. And that applies in a blended family as well. The child, the young child that's coming into your family, you have the dynamic of how are your children acting, feeling, behaving, but how does that quote, stepchild, how are they processing what's happening? Because they're kind of coming in not knowing what to expect either. So as a mom and dad, you are the adults in the room. So as mom and dad, we need to be very prayerful and mindful that we have a whole host of emotions going on, not just your children, not just the ages of your children, but that stepchild and or children that are coming in as well, because they don't know what to expect. Are they going to be treated like the Cinderella, where they're expected to you know, serve everybody else? Or are they going to be truly brought in as a member of the family? It is hard, Brooke. And I've talked to a lot of families that are blended families. It is difficult to navigate all the emotions, especially if you do not have much of a relationship, we'll take two different scenarios. If there is a divorce, then that child who, in my case, I was my mom's daughter and she married my dad. And so my dad had a daughter. So in our case, his daughter came to be with us. He 
divorced his first wife. I don't know the circumstances and it doesn't matter, but his daughter didn't know what to expect. And she was also very jealous that I now had her dad, that somebody else was calling her dad, dad. And there was a bit of resentment to that. Like, who are you and why are you calling him dad? He's my dad. So there is that sense that we need to be mindful of that that child is experiencing either loss, grief, anger, bitterness, confusion. They don't know what to think or feel. They're kids. They don't even know how to ask the right questions. So oftentimes we have to just pay attention to the eye roll, the slouch posture, the maybe pulling away, maybe the just kind of not knowing or being overly helpful, trying to win favor, especially children that are people pleasers. They're going to try to do everything. And then the children that in my case, then we're looking, I'm like, you're just making us look bad because you're helping everywhere. And, but parents need to be very mindful of those dynamics in the case of a loss when a parent dies and that parent gets remarried, it may take a while for that child to even bond with the new family. I have a friend, they adopted several children. It's not the same, but their children had a very difficult time with trust because they felt betrayed and abandoned and unwanted and discarded. And those are real feelings and emotions. As adults, you and I, we can process that. We can take it before the Lord. We can identify it a little easier, but a child, they don't. And it means that one, God is still in the business of answering our prayers and giving us wisdom and giving us ideas of how we can reach the heart of that child, how we can bridge trust, how we can show them that, listen, this did happen. Sometimes it's just sitting and listening to a child cry. Sometimes it's sitting and listening to a child get mad and tell you they don't like you without you saying, well, that's not allowed in our house. It may not be allowed in your house, but when you're adjusting and you're trying to acclimate a family, you need a very large dose of grace and discernment and unconditional love. So in some ways, it's kind of like having a tough skin, but a very tender heart. And, you know, a lot of these things that you're talking about can happen inside of a a non-blended family, you know, like I, I have been hesitating all season long to call it a normal family or <laughs> a traditional family. Like, I, I don't want to say the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying? Like a non-blended family, a, a family that hasn't been through a divorce or a death or whatever. A lot of those things can happen inside of that family as well. I remember at times feeling jealous of my older brother when he got to do something that I didn't get to do. All of the feelings that you're talking about can happen inside of that family, but it's almost like the wires are exposed when you're blending the family together. It's a hot environment and the emotions can be a little bit more heightened and a little bit more possessive and a little bit more, you know, strangled in some ways. And I think it's important for us to realize that those things are happening or that they can be happening. We've talked a lot about what the children are experiencing, what the children might be feeling What are some things that you would say, having been through that yourself, that you would say to a parent who is maybe on the verge, like maybe we've got a mom listening who is in the process of blending the family, like they're not married yet, or they're getting married, planning a wedding, it's coming. What words of wisdom would you give them? Things to look for, things to see, things to, questions to ask of the children 
as they're moving in that direction. I love where you're going with this. It's almost like an ounce of prevention is Mm -hmm. worth everything. I don't remember the whole phrase, but to be truthful with you, if you're a mom or dad and you're considering getting married and maybe you have co-parenting issues where children are here one weekend and they're gone another weekend and there's all this upheaval and lack of stability because maybe the children are blended, but they're not blended full time. It's a part time situation and everybody's coming and going and you just have to have a tracker of where the child's, which child's going to be where on what weekend. Um, But those conversations early on about letting them know, oftentimes experts will sit there and say, let them know you're not trying to replace their mom. You're not trying to replace Mm -hmm. their dad. There's a space where you just want to love them and that we will slowly build a relationship together. But I'm not trying to replace that special mom or dad. That's a special place in your heart. That disarms a child from that expectation of this is your new mom. And I would say Mm -hmm. if for dads that are listening to your podcast too, they need to be careful not to force or demand certain affections, like give them a hug, give them a kiss, tell them you love them. Mm -hmm. That's what we aim for, but that may not be where we start. And there may be, Mm -hmm. especially as the kids are older, if they have a lot of trauma, there may be more of a resistance. Be patient with them and let them know, I understand when you're ready. I just want you to know I'm here. I'm here for you. And the other thing I would say, Brooke, is be careful to monitor your mouth. I know we've talked about this before, but Think about the child that you're speaking to and ask the Lord to see through their eyes, through their heart, to give you an added measure of discernment so that what you say, they'll hear in the way that you say it. And if you don't, if you cross a line, if you have unrealistic expectations or you're listening now and you're like, that's what's going on, they're resisting me, I'm not listening or I'm demanding too much of them, then just go to them and say, you know, I am so sorry. I'm so eager for our family to to enjoy each other and love each other. And maybe I had some unrealistic expectations. I'm sorry, would it be okay with you if we just started over? There's something, Brooke, about saying, would you consider something? Asking the child, would you consider? And also saying, I want to let you know, this is where I'm coming from, as opposed to this is the way it is, kid. It might be the way it is, but I can tell you one way is going to get you a whole lot closer, faster than another word. And we have a big part of that, Brooke. Yeah, absolutely. There's another saying I think that applies here that I may only get half right. <laughs> and that is that you catch a lot more flies yeah, with honey, yeah. you right? Got, at least you got yours right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is an interesting dynamic. And I'm, I'm glad you're addressing this because, you know, more and more families, I think we're up to like 50% in families now that are facing some sort of a blended family. And you know, we only have a few years to shape and form those relationships. Now, that's not to make a parent that's listening panic, freak out, and think, I have done it all wrong, and I've ruined it all. No, God's in the redeeming business, and everybody's heart needs an element of healing, and it takes time to gain trust. It takes time to earn respect. You cannot demand respect. You can say, hey, this is the rules. This is what we're going to do. You know, this is how our family operates, but you can't demand respect. That's something that we earn and we earn it with those daily moments. So think about Jesus and how he is inviting. He goes and reaches out to us. He draws us to himself with his behavior, with his mannerism, with his unconditional love and his sweet spirit. And I believe parents can make that happen a lot faster when they do that. Here's the other caveat. 
we have to be super careful that we're not over busy because if we are overscheduled, overtaxed, always worn out, always frustrated, always on the go, our patience level also becomes reduced. And then we get snippy and we get crabby and we say things we don't mean. And we do have to realize that in a blended family, words can cut deeply and you can make one step forward and take 10 steps back if we're not careful with our words. And God tells us, be seasoned. Let your words be seasoned. Let your words be seasoned and full of kindness and grace that they may be like a balm to those children. And what I've seen more often than not when I've talked with families that have a blended relationship is those that lowered the expectations of what this family was going to look like from day one. And they said, hey, I don't have expectations other than we treat each other with kindness, with respect, with honesty, that even in our truthfulness, we're going to be tame in our words. We're not just going to say words that hurt for the purpose of hurting because hurt people do hurt people. We want to identify that. But when our kids know what our heart is for and we keep painting pictures of possibilities, we're going to come together and it'll be inch by inch ever so slowly, but we're not going anywhere. We're here. We're going to do this thing called life together as messy as it is. I love that. I feel like you've brought out several great points about just communicating stability to them, communicating you know, an atmosphere of respect, communicating an atmosphere of kindness, giving them space, like giving them the freedom to have boundaries and then, you know, growing in those boundaries. There's so much great wisdom that you've shared today, Connie. Thank you so much for that. As we begin to wrap up the conversation about this, what message would you want to leave with a parent that's listening right now who is getting ready to step into this season of pulling together, weaving together two different families, what message of hope would you leave for them? That it is a marathon. It isn't a sprint. And that your children will be receptive. It's sort of hard to push away when there is such a spirit of love and kindness and gentleness among us. It's hard to resist that. So just remind yourself that they are little people with emotions and feelings, and they don't know how to put words to all of their feelings. And that's our job to help draw them out and draw them in. Amen. I love that. Well, tell everybody how they can find you, Connie, how they can get involved with the work that you're doing for the kingdom. Well, you can find me at ConnieAlberts.com. That is my website or on my podcast called Equipped to Be. And those are the best ways you can subscribe or email or visit me on social media. So I appreciate that, Brooke, that you're pouring into your audience and that you're giving them hope for a very oftentimes challenging situation. But God is still God and God is going to do a great work in their family. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Amen. You're so welcome. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for hanging out with me today, friends. Don't forget to get your copy of our new prayer guide, Praying God's Word for Your Blended Family. You can find it and more about Connie Albers now in the show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. Till next time, friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Million Praying Moms podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.
Go check them out. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm.